Hi, everyone. Welcome to Oscar Wilde with a very special Post Globes recording. I'm Nick Rokraut. I'm Sophia Simonello. <laughs> God, the Globes were a time. <laughs> we have so many feels right now. Ugh, it just ended on such an odd note, and I don't know how to feel anymore. I'm just I'm conflicted. I loved some of them. Mm-hmm. I hated some of them. You know, some of them were TV-related, which we can mm-hmm. get out of the way first here. The Crown winning everything. I love to see that. The Crown winning everything was nice. Literally won every one of their awards. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And I still haven't seen the whole season, so I need to watch season four. I have a theory that you either watch the entire season of The Crown in one day or you never finish it. And I am a one-day binger of The Crown. (laughs) (laughs) But season four is very good. Okay. I will get to it. Any other shockers? What did you love? What did you hate? I'm so mixed right now because I had so many moments where I was, you know, genuinely thrilled. We'll get into specifics, but... First of all, like my favorite movie, one best drama, which is crazy. And <laughs> Chloe Zhao winning. Amazing. So unexpected. But then there were some other things that just really threw me for a loop that I wasn't expecting. And I think what's hard about the Globes is that, you know, in this drawn out award season, we're just starved for awards content. And I couldn't help but think the entire time, okay, what does this mean for the Oscars with every single award mm-hmm. that would come up? And For some of them, I think it spells doom. And for others, I'm pretty excited about what it might mean. But I think before we go through our categories, how did you feel about the show being on Zoom or just kind of in this odd virtual format with Tina and Amy? I think it was fine. I was really shocked beforehand to know that there were going to be so many presenters. Mm -hmm. And it was cool that it was split between LA and New York. I think Tina and Amy did a wonderful job. I think so, too. Their opening speech was so funny, I think so relevant, and going into some of the specific presenters, I think did a really good job, too. Yeah, I thought Amy and Tina did a great job. They like really handled it, had great bits. I was surprised they really went there for some of them, but Mm -hmm. I do have to say, and I know it's out of everyone's control, obviously, because we have to be safe, but... I really missed the drunk globes. I yes, missed looking entirely. out into the crowd and <laughs> seeing drunk Quentin Tarantino and being scared that he's going to make a fool of himself during his speech. I miss seeing all of those celebrities in one room interacting before the commercials. And I think when you're winning over Zoom, it's just a different feeling. I did think it was cool to get to see family members and like kids come in and Mm -hmm. give their parents a hug. I thought that was really sweet, especially in the case of Lee Isaac Chung, which we'll definitely get to his speech. But overall, it made me sad. And I'm happy we have award season in some way, but it made me very excited for the future, hopefully, when we can all be together again in one room. Yeah, I think over the past year, they've done a good job of figuring out how to stay socially distanced but also incorporate first responders Mm -hmm. and healthcare workers. And even though there weren't really anybody in the audiences present, I think it was still trying to be what it was. And I think it's the best that it could have been. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm fine with that. Having Keenan and Maya come out from the audience was like good enough for me. (laughs) I think so too. That was a highlight definitely for me, as were Barb and Star. Amazing. Oh my God. (laughs) 
when I saw them. I was so excited. Jaw was on the floor. I'm like, why do I need to rewatch this movie now? I rewatched it yesterday again. I highly recommend. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, why is music nominated when Barb and Star is right here? I just said Barb and Star like them, and I'm so <laughs> my Midwest is coming out. <laughs> Kate Hudson had such a problem trying to hype the movie before in the pre-show. It was so uncomfortable. Why was she doing that? I just think if I were Kate Hudson, I would have pulled a Marlon Brando and just been like, no, I'm good. <laughs> or honestly, any of the people who chose to not even join via Zoom tonight, like Anthony Hopkins, who went to bed. <laughs> I was so shocked. Yes. And Kate Blanchett. She doesn't show up to any awards anymore. She's like, she no doesn't. <laughs> she knows you'll just get to see her beautiful bone structure and her headshot just waiting there. <laughs> Always. All right, let's go through these categories. First one we had, we had Best Supporting Actor, and Daniel Kaluuya won for Judas and the Black Messiah. You were right. This was amazing. Incredible start to the night. I was very scared for this, and they do like to start on supporting actors, so I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, please do not say Jared Leto. And they didn't. Oh, my God. It was great. I mean, they had technical difficulties, but Daniel was like, don't Mm -hmm. cut me off. I'm giving a speech, and he did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I was so excited for that. Seeing Jared Leto beforehand, I was just like, you know, if this happens, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It's just a Golden Globe. It's not an Oscar. The Golden Globes do silly things all the time. I had kind of eased myself into it and convinced myself that it would happen. Seeing him sitting there, though, I was like, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't want it. There are a few carryovers we can have into the Oscars here, and I'm really hoping this isn't one of them. So I was very excited when it was Daniel Kaluuya, who of this group had the best performance. Daniel's so deserving. I hope this is his push for the entire season. I think it is. Let's ride the train all the way there. We're getting the Oscar. Daniel Kaluuya, let's do it. So I'm hopeful. I do think Jared Leto can still maybe get in to the final five. I think it's still possible, you know, with that SAG nomination and everything, but I'm feeling so good about the possibility of the Daniel Kaluuya win. Amazing. So next we had Best Animated Picture, which went to Seoul, which we expected. I know I had said Wolf Walkers, and I know mm-hmm. you predicted Soul. I think that was an overwhelmingly easy pick to choose. Soul is going to win Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. It's going to probably pick up nominations in other categories. I think that the love for it is strong, and this is, I think, you know, a chalk pick. So predict it for the Oscars. It's coming. Next, we had Best Screenplay. which this was the first moment where I was just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, it's it's not going to be as exciting, maybe. Aaron Sorkin won for The Trial of the Chicago 7, which I predicted. I know you predicted Promising Young Woman, which in the moment I had this feeling that Emerald Fennell was going to win, and then they said Aaron Sorkin. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I had changed my prediction maybe a few days beforehand to Trial of Chicago 7. I think it's much more of a globesy pick, so I wasn't too shocked. And I think with Trial just getting screenplay, I'm a little surprised. But I think for all of its nominations, getting it here is fine. Mm-hmm. And the thing too is that 
typically the screenplay winner at the Globes does not translate to a picture win at the Oscars. So sometimes it does, like in the case of Green Book, that happened, but Green Book ended up winning Best Picture Comedy Musical that year, which I think was more of an omen for it winning Best Picture. So I only predicted the Trial of the Chicago 7 of two wins, um, screenplay and picture. So it wasn't, I guess, too far off, but I think that a screenplay win here, it just fits. I can now see it just being a movie with a lot of nominations and a lot of support. I'm definitely curious what will happen at SAG that I'm like really curious about because it did get an ensemble nom there. But yeah, this was expected. It was just a little disappointing. But the moment that was the best was when David Fincher lost and took a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I was like, thank you to just, you know, being committed to the drunk globes. I appreciate it. And he looked good, too, on Zoom. He had his Carl from Up glasses on. It was so cute. (laughs) Smash. (laughs) As a Fincher girl, and I'm not going to lie, like, I loved Mank. I really did. It got no love tonight. I know. Which we expected, kind of. Like, we did call it The Irishman. Yeah. It's usually their top nominated film doesn't get anything Mm -hmm. or gets very few. And that was it. That was Mank. Which kind of sad. Wow. So moving on to best song. <laughs> this was also out of left field. We had EOC win, which had Diane Warren won for the Golden Globes before. I know you had mentioned previously that she was 0 for 11 at the Oscars. But a friend tonight had texted me like, oh, I should have seen that coming. Which like, had anybody seen this coming? I don't really think so. Later on, we'll get to Andre's win with Billie Holiday. So I feel like that could have even had some support here, too. But I don't know if I would have ever chosen EOC. So Diane Warren has won a Globe in 2011 for You Haven't Seen the Last of Me from Burlesque. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know how this is going to translate necessarily to Oscar. I think we can count on a nomination. Oscar nomination voting opens on Friday. So these wins are top of mind to voters. And this Mm -hmm. is definitely going to be one. I think the music branch obviously is smaller, so it might have less of an impact. But I think we can expect to see Diane Warren here. But it was one of those things where I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, we didn't give it to Leslie Odom Jr. Like One Night in Miami, no, no Judas. So neither of us predicted this one. I don't think a lot of people saw it coming, but definitely put it on your radar. All right, so next we had score, and Soul ended up winning. Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste. And I ended up changing my prediction from Mank to Soul at the last minute because I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they love Soul. We know mm-hmm. it now. And I'm happy this won. It's a great score. I think, again, this will go on to the Oscar and... We'll just have to see about the other nominees, really, is Mm -hmm. the question now. I love both of these Reznor Ross scores. I hope they both translate, make it in. Um, But I'm happy the Soul one won, even though I do. I really do like the Mank one, I think, more. Mm -hmm. But all right. So let's get to Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy. (sighs) My girl, Rosamund Pike, won for I Care A Lot. 
And I have to say, this is not a win that I was happy about. Even though I love <laughs> Rosamund Pike, I just I have to say that because you and I yeah. both predicted Maria Bakalova for Borat. Yeah. And I ended up being really sad for her yeah. that she didn't win. I think a lot of people expected Bakalova to win too. And I mean, honestly, at least it wasn't Kate Hudson. I feel like Rosamund was a crazy pick here. I told you if anyone you beats did. Maria Bakalova, it was Rosamund Pike. As an apology for Gone Girl, I guess. But <laughs> wow. Just no, wow. they just love her. Like they nominated her for a private war. They really like her. She did have a fun dress too. She was like really into it. But yeah, I mean, I, I fully expected Maria Bakalova to win here. We'll get to the other Best Actress category later, but what do you think about one? Does Rosamund Pike have a chance of cracking the Oscar five? And what about Maria Bakalova for supporting? Yeah. Let's talk about both of those. So I still think Bakalova has a chance of getting in. I think we briefly talked about her having almost a clinched win on our predictions episode, and I think that's going to depend on campaigning. Mm-hmm. I still don't think Rosamund has a chance at the Oscar, but again, this is a weird year. These are definitely going to go into play, and I'm scared because <laughs> there is that fifth spot. But again, we'll get to it later. I think Andre Day has that fifth spot, not Rosamund Pike. I'm going to say something crazy that maybe I should save for later, but like maybe Andre Day is the fourth spot. Like I think she's stronger oh than we're maybe thinking, and. You know, statistically, we've talked about this with Best Actress. The winner usually comes from either the winner of this category or drama. Mm -hmm. So that means Rosamund Pike or Andre Day. That's insane. So. That is literally insane. (laughs) I'm just giving you the statistic. Like, here we are. Wow. I think Maria Bakalova will still get in. I think that the campaign for Bora is clearly strong. I don't quite know what happened here. I think this is just a weird group that likes Rosamund Pike, I guess, but... I think Maria Bakalova will still get a nomination, and Mm -hmm. we can talk about that more when we get to Supporting Actress. Okay. So moving on to Best Foreign Language Picture, Minari won. Thank God. I was so scared another round was going to win here, (laughs) or even The Life Ahead, because they chose Song, Mm -hmm. but still, I was very worried. We're talking about it on Thursday on our upcoming Mm -hmm. pod, so all the love. To Leslie Chung and his production. Yeah, I was really excited about this. And I actually do really like Another Round. I really enjoyed it. But Minari was one of my favorite movies of 2020. I adore that film. And Lee Isaac Chung had the best speech of the night. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just so heartfelt. And you just got this whole picture of why he made Minari and the work that he put into it. And he just, you know, we talk about sometimes how these speeches can have such an effect on voters and how you have to have a good speech because, Mm -hmm. you know, people are watching these things. And, you know, I think with Friday being that opening day for voting, Lee Isaac Chung in Best Director seems like it could maybe happen. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad about that at all. So we love that. I was really happy Minari won here, though. And we both predicted it. Nothing weird happened here. Yeah. Speaking of weird. (laughs) (laughs) Best Supporting Actress. Before this category, the way that they were showing these 
women i was like what is gonna happen in this category because they were showing glenn and like they were zooming in really close to her and then olivia coleman was just having the time of her life watching all these people from the crown win just (laughs) smiling at them lovingly like their proud mom just so excited that they won like josh o'connor and emma Mm. corin just so happy for them and then amanda seyfried just looked beautiful and helena zengel you know just happy to be there and Jodie Foster was in her pajamas, <laughs> like <laughs> chic pajamas, but in her pajamas. With her wife and dog on the couch. They were just like, okay, well. I loved it. I thought it was really cute. Amazing. But her winning, I was shook. <laughs> I let off a little She scream. was too. <laughs> yeah, she really was. She did not see it coming at all. And especially because Jamie Lee Curtis is like my best friend. <laughs> So I was like, who's her best friend? Oh, and I was Glenn. like, please be Amanda Seyfried. I, I thought for sure when she said that, I was like, it's Glenn. And then, <laughs> no, it's Jody. Yeah, this was wild. So I predicted Olivia Coleman here, and you predicted Amanda Seyfried for Mank. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people had Jody. Nope. And again, this is a lockdown category for the Oscars. I don't think Jody's going to happen. Oh, she's happening. I think she's happening. Really? Wow. I think this category might have a different winner at every award show, which is thrilling. Oof. Do you think Bakalova's out? No, I think Bakalova's in. I'm not sure who's out. Would it be Amanda? I think Amanda could be. I would say Amanda or Zingle. But the thing is, is Helena Zingle got SAG. So it, it just, oh. it does become this crazy game, right? I think Maria can get in. She has the precursors. She has critic support. Mm-hmm. I think that from this list that we had tonight for the Globes, Yu Jung Yoon is missing, but she was nominated for SAG, nominated Critics' Choice. Mm-hmm. And I think she'll make the Oscar five, I'm hoping. Yeah. But I really do, like I said, I can see a different person winning everywhere. I can see Olivia winning at BAFTAs. I can see mm-hmm. Yu Nyu Jung winning SAG. Okay. And I just, I think that's really exciting and crazy, but I wouldn't count out Jodie Foster. I mean, she just won the Globe. We can't count her out. I could see Glenn winning the SAG, and then I am still rooting for Yoon Jung to win the Oscar. So I have no idea. I just hope Helena Zengel isn't at the Oscar. Sure, but like I said on our last time, like, ooh, Olivia and Glenn, we love to see it, but 1988, Glenn lost to Jodie. (laughs) for the accused when Glenn had her great performance in Dangerous Liaisons, which should have won. So this is something we're just seeing again. I don't think the Academy will have like great love for the Mauritanian, but Jodi is campaigning like hell and people love her. Yeah, she is. And it paid off. Yeah. So on to best actor in a drama. Another one I was slightly worried about, but Chadwick Boseman ended up winning this category and his wife gave a very sentimental, very emotional speech that I think hit all the right notes. And I think this does solidify his run here through all of the award ceremonies. I agree. I think he's winning all of them. I mean, if he loses any, like maybe BAFTA for Anthony Hopkins. But I mean, I think this will be a straight through run. When they even had that little segment where, you know, they were asking the kids all those questions and they had these really funny, ridiculous answers, but they all knew Chadwick as Black Panther. It was just so sweet. This really is the story of this award season is Mm -hmm. to honor Chadwick's memory and what a huge life he had and 
what a big loss mm-hmm. this is. So I was happy that he won. And like you said, I think it's just going to continue. All right. So moving on to best director, <laughs> Chloe Zhao won for Nomadland. I was so happy for this. Exciting. And she was so cute in her braces. <laughs> she was just so happy. And my heart was so full. Again, mm-hmm. another movie we'll be talking about on Thursday. And I love her so much. She has done amazing work and totally deserves this. Yeah, I love her so much. She is the first Asian woman to win Best Director, and she's the second woman ever to win Best Director at the Globes. The wow. last time it happened was Barbara Streisand for Yentl. Oh my so God. it's been a while. Wow. And it was just really exciting because mm-hmm. I didn't predict her, and I think that my cynicism got in the way of like thinking about okay the hollywood foreign press Mm -hmm. they're not gonna go for this asian woman who is this art house indie filmmaker like they're not gonna pick her they're gonna pick a white guy like david fincher or even aaron sorkin but i was pleasantly surprised and i also think in a similar way to chadwick boseman i think this this solidifies her run straight through i think she's gonna win dga i think she's gonna win the oscar which is so cool it's so exciting i love it so then we went on to best picture in a musical comedy before this happened we had sandra oh giving an amazing intro for palm springs Mm -hmm. with this snowy Mm -hmm. landscape and this dinosaur in a sleigh behind her just incredible but it went to borat's subsequent movie film and Sasha gave a great speech, yes, about Rudy Giuliani, mm-hmm. and I think this is fine here. I think this makes up, so when Borat was originally nominated, he won for actor, but Picture lost to Dreamgirls. So I think Picture winning here is redemption for this storyline, mm-hmm. which I think is fine, and it had a very deep American political meaning to it. And, like, comedies never win here, which is crazy. Like, usually it's a musical, that I feel like we usually see winning. So I thought mm. it was exciting to see Borat win here. I've been on the record many times saying that Hamilton is not a movie. So, you know, if you want to give <laughs> it something else, it's won Tony's already. That's yeah. great. Hilarious. This was um, Hamilton's grave, and it is now done officially forever. <laughs> my God. Maybe the Golden Globes will try again when there's, like, another... <laughs> version of it in like 10 years so speaking of Borat Sasha Baron Cohen also won best actor in musical or comedy I was excited about this I you know predicted him here too I was mainly just happy it wasn't James Corden but yeah he also gave a great speech here I was kind of shocked though that we talked about like oh will Borat win three Golden Globes and I did have it winning three Golden Globes (laughs) But the fact that Maria was the one who missed. Who didn't. Yeah, that is just so disappointing. It is. I still feel really badly for her. I would never have predicted that. Mm. I had no idea that he was married to Isla Fisher. Oh my gosh, you did But adorable. I'm sure I have in the past, but like it still hit me. I was like, oh my God, she's there. Like she hasn't been in anything in forever. Yeah, they have three kids. Oh my Um, God. They're so cute. Yeah. (laughs) I need her to be in a good movie soon. The last thing I saw yeah. her in was Beach Bum. Did you see that? No. <laughs> the Harmony Corinne movie. You should see it. TBT Wedding Crashers. That was her hit. It's a wild time. But we also need to mention, going back to Borat, that Barb and Star presented Ugh. 
Amazing. For best musical comedy. And Barb and Star should have been recognized at the Golden Globes in many ways. <laughs> including Jamie Dornan. Best song, best actress, <laughs> best supporting. <laughs> the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Honestly, Kristen is going to be a winner someday. So it's totally fine. <laughs> So penultimate award here went to Andre Day for Best Actress in a Drama. This, I think, took everybody by surprise, even Andre Day. Yes, I was shocked. I really had just gone through this journey. You know, I watched Nomadland and really wanted Frances to win and then thought about it a little more, saw Carrie. She just seemed just so excited. I thought more about that performance, which I did really like and thought, you know what? It's Carrie's time to win. Yep. And then they said Andre Day. And have you seen the United States versus Billie Holiday yet? No, I haven't yet. I did not like the movie at all. Um, it has a lot of issues to it, but Andre Day does give a strong performance in it. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to disparage her at all. I think she does do a great job with pretty tough material to work with. Mm -hmm. She doesn't really have much to work with in the script, and she really delivers a strong performance. You know, I think before we were thinking maybe Carrie was a front runner. How do you feel about this category now as we move forward for the rest of award season? Sadly, I really wasn't thinking Carrie was the front runner for the Oscar anyway but mm-hmm. I mean I'm hoping all of these other nominees are still in the running for an Oscar nomination I think like I said earlier Andre Day is that fifth spot I think between her and Rosamond especially <laughs> I guess I would put Andre in there I know I haven't seen that film yet but I don't know maybe Vanessa's even could be out I think our top two positions here are Frances McDormand and Andre Day <laughs> I think that those are the only two of this group we can count on for sure being there Oscar morning. I think there's a possibility that Carrie can miss. I think that that movie is super controversial. And, you know, last week it was going around on Twitter. Eric Anderson of Awards Watch tweeted it about that Academy member who wouldn't watch Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I forget about academy members like that and i think that they're getting younger and the body's getting more diverse and yes that's true but also there are going to be people who don't want to watch promising young woman or who don't take that performance seriously Mm -hmm. so i could definitely see her maybe even missing i thought that this win would definitely help her maybe Mm -hmm. solidify her place in the conversation but now i'm a little worried she might not get in I also still think Sophia Loren could get in, even though she's kind of missed everywhere. So this one might be even more wide open than Supporting Actress. Again, the only stat we really have is that, okay, either Andre Day or Rosamund Pike is winning, (laughs) which I just don't see happening, especially... I think with the love for Nomadland coming through, even though Frances hasn't really made herself available for many things, I can maybe see that that swell of support coming later on yeah she wasn't there either and it was only funny because her portrait (laughs) with a cigarette in her hand on the top of a car or something like looking over as they announced Andre Day winning Mm -hmm. she was there like giving that side eye I was like yes (laughs) that was so funny oh god yeah but I mean I think I think Francis is confirmed and I really do think we really need to expect Andre Day and not even as a fifth spot anymore well well, 
She's okay. up higher than that. We heard it here first. All right. So our last category that we ended the night with, best picture drama. We both said The Trial of the Chicago 7 and Nomadland won. I was so happy when Chloe won. And then Andre Day winning stunted my happiness so much. Mm-hmm. That I was like, what is happening? I was just so confused. I wanted to love this more, but I also couldn't because I had predicted trial too. And it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. But uh, frustrating. We can just never understand what the HFPA is going to do. No. And it's like, okay, this year we had Nomadland and Borat subsequent movie film win comedy and drama, which are like two films that really sum up 2020 in a very weird way. And then you have years past where we had, remember like the hellscape of a year where we had Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody? Like Mm -hmm. it could have been that type of year. We could have gotten Trial of the Chicago 7 and music. Yeah. So I'm very happy about the Nomadland win here. I think it does show that people did really connect to it. So I was happy about it. But I think we do need to talk about how, like, The Father, Mank, and Promising Young Woman all overperformed nomination morning. Yeah. And then didn't win a single thing. Nothing. It's wild to me. (laughs) The Father, remember on the last one, you were like, there's the father just sitting in the corner. (laughs) Like, the father just stayed in the corner. Like, (laughs) nothing happened. And uh, those are such great movies. Mm -hmm. I think come Oscars, we're... Gonna see some win out of Mank. I still think that's gonna happen. Promising Young Woman is much less likely now. And I think the same with The Father. I think we're still gonna see nominations for all three of those, but they're gonna be fewer. And I think that's it, which is sad. How many of these do you think will get nominated for Best Picture of these five? I still have all five of these coming in. And I think after tonight, Nomadland is a lock which it always has been. I think Trial is still a lock, especially with Screenplay win. And I still think Mank has a really good chance. The Father and Promising Young Woman are two questionables here. Mm -hmm. I think The Father is still going to happen. Promising Young Woman has always been on the low end of my predictions. Mm -hmm. But I think even its appearance here helped it out for possibility in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm curious too. I think the only ones I'm certain of are Nomadland, Trial of the Chicago 7, and Mank getting in. I think you're right about Mank winning production design or something like that's mm-hmm. happening. And The Father and Promising Young Woman to me are just big question marks. Promising Young Woman, I'm like, is this a Twitter fever dream? Were the Golden Globes like the best thing that can happen for that movie? And that's mm-hmm. just a lot of nominations and no wins. And with The Father... That's a totally different audience, I think, that that film appeals to. And that's more in line with the Academy. But I don't know. I still, like, feel like there are some movies like News of the World that, like, could maybe get in over them. I know you hate hearing that. I know. (laughs) I mean, what would be really interesting is if Carrie came back with an Oscar campaign push and it was still a debate for Best Actress. I think that would be really exciting. I still think Carrie could win SAG. I still think that's possible. Mm-hmm. I never really thought a sweep of any kind would happen in Best Actress this year. Mm-hmm. But I think she could win SAG. And I think that that might be her award of the year. Then that's it. Which is a big award. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. That's your peers, right? <laughs> like that's you're recognized by people in your field, which is really cool. 
And we have to mention also that Jane Fonda was our Cecil B. DeMille Award winner. Mm-hmm. I have a <laughs> retro button of her from the 70s on yes. that you were laughing about. <laughs> but I love her. I mean, she's one of my greatest role models. Yeah. She is an icon, a legend. She's won two Oscars. She is just a giant. And if you don't know a lot about Jane Fonda or if you haven't seen a lot of her movies, you have a treasure trove ahead of you Mm -hmm. to look into, which is really exciting. So, and she gave a great speech too and highlighted some great movies that she really liked this year. When she started listing them, I was like, oh, Jane. And then she's like, (laughs) I may destroy you. I was like, thank you. Yes, that was great. Mm -hmm. And she's such an outspoken activist, which I think just Mm -hmm. makes her incredible. And what was really exciting watching her speech was Viola on Zoom, Mm -hmm. just cheering her on, like clapping. And Mm -hmm. it was really powerful. I think Jane, she's just a wonderful human and she fights for all the right things. She's been arrested for protesting a lot recently, Mm -hmm. especially last summer, which again, speaks to what she believes in. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. powerful and more of what we need in this world. She's a hero, I think, to the industry and really should be to us all. So that was a great, great Mm -hmm. part of the night. Overall, though, the Golden Globes were just very... (laughs) They were messy. I think there were some great things that happened and some very chaotic things that happened like we expected. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in the places that we expected. Yeah. But, I mean, we didn't... Jared Leto didn't win. (laughs) Silver lining. (laughs) I did much better with my TV predictions than I did with film. (laughs) I did too, which is so embarrassing. I mean, it's what we expected. Towards the end, we finally got our like chaos that always happened at the Globe. So again, I think it was like as good as it could have been. And I'm looking forward to all the ceremonies to come. We have the Critics' Choice coming next week. And then after that, everything just happens really quickly. We have a lot of noms coming and then all the ceremonies. So very exciting. Yeah. And we are here to try to answer all of your questions too. We're going to have an award season mailbag for our 50th episode that'll go along with our Oscar nominations prediction. Mm -hmm. So if you have any questions about any of these wins tonight for the Golden Globes, we will try our best to answer those. Anything about the Oscars or awards shows coming up, how any of that stuff works, just send your questions in to us on social at Oscar Wild Pod on Twitter and Instagram or to our email, OscarWildPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the Globes as much as we did. We had such a furious <laughs> text chain going too throughout the ceremony. So I hope you all had fun. <laughs> we really did. We were like, okay, we're doing a late night recording session. So I hope that you all enjoy <laughs> what will be a really fun reactions episode. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Stay safe and wear your masks. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Stay safe and wear your masks.